0: Welcome to this Wednesday episode of Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry, episode number 140. And I'll tell you right now, we're going to be spending a lot of time on the preliminary results which have emerged from yesterday's primary election here in the state of Utah. It's always an interesting reminder of things when we start to get results and we see uh, leaders emerge, front runners, and then we start to see the concessions. We start to see those who, it becomes apparent, have not garnered enough votes, sufficient votes, to remain competitive as vote counting continues. And to see the way that those who are defeated in their efforts to assume some elected office, how they craft their concession and the grace with which they communicate that concession. You heard last night for many hours some special coverage here on KSL News Radio, hosted by the great Jeff Kaplan, Boyd Matheson, and Doug Wright, as they spoke to uh, the big smart folks in Utah politics as well as the candidates competing for the various offices uh, being voted on last night, at least in the primary sense. And Doug said something in the middle of it all that struck me, and it changed the way I observed the results as they were reported for the balance of the evening. And it's changed the way I have been communicating with candidates, both victorious and defeated, today. And it is that here in Utah, for many of these races, there really is no way the Utah voter loses. You know, in, in the race for governor, think about the qualifications of the four men running for the Republican nomination all giants in their respective fields, all have exhibited great success in their respective undertakings. Many of them have come to be my friends. I have, uh, you know, social relationships with uh, many of these competitors. And so to see it today, and, and that's, you know, I'm not special. You do as well. You know these individuals here in Utah we live in a, a particularly special place, a unique place. G- geography and other factors have uh, many of us here in the state of Utah living in relatively close quarters. And with the low, relatively low population of this great Intermountain West state, the elected leaders are very accessible people. Very accessible. You, you are able to, as you know, just anyone on the street, <clears throat> really with very little effort, have one-on-one interactions with individuals seeking to occupy the highest levels of government here in the state of Utah. I'll tell you what, I've lived a few places around this great country, and that is different. To be able to, like, how about this? Yesterday on my radio program, we spoke with the four uh, candidates for governor, the four Republican Uh, candidates who are competing for the party's nomination. And one thing struck me that I had seen earlier in the day on social media, specifically on the Facebook page of then-candidate Thomas Wright. He had posted his personal cell phone number. He had posted his personal cell phone number, and then he repeated it here on this radio program. He told me that he fields sometimes 20 phone calls in an hour, interacting with uh, would-be constituents, potential voters and such like that. That is a rare thing, and I you will be hard-pressed to find anything like that occurring elsewhere in this country. Here in Utah, we are very close to our elected leaders. And whoever in, say, the governor's race or in the first district race or in the race for attorney general or the other races who, which have yet not yet uh, had clear-cut winners – in terms of these uh, primary votes, uh, you, you will very likely see that uh, bear out in the future, that you will be able to have relatively close contact with these individuals. And that's encouraging, and I admire that, and I think that's a good, positive thing about our state. Now, let me give you a quick look ahead at what is coming up on today's program. Uh, in a moment, I want to share with you, I, I talked about the grace in defeat I think that's a very important thing to pay attention to, particularly on this day. You'll have another opportunity to see it when primary election results are actually certified. And then, uh, if I could plant the seed in your mind today, make sure to look out for how much grace is possessed by those defeated come November. Let's not forget about uh, the the also-rans, because they uh, have already demonstrated great potential To do great good, and the highest of likelihoods is that, say, Greg Hughes, uh, Thomas Wright, uh, the candidates in the fourth and first congressional district races, those who do not ultimately uh, receive the endorsement in the nomination of their party, they're not done. They've got work ahead of them. So keep an eye out for them, and you'll get a good judge of their, or you'll get a good sense of their character and how they uh, concede. Uh, so what I want to do right now is it, kind of interesting, but I want to share with you two, uh, two concession statements before we go to break. In the race for governor right now, it is, it's, a, it's a tight race, as you well know. We've been repeating it over and over on these airwaves. It's a tight, tight race right now between Spencer Cox and John Huntsman, Jr. Greg Hughes, former House Speaker and businessman and former chairman of the Republican Party, Thomas Wright, they have both conceded. They have both put forth statements. I'd like to share those statements with you now. We'll start with uh, Greg Hughes. Now, what I, they're written statements, so I'm going to read them. So the next uh, few moments are the words of these uh, former candidates conceding uh, a defeat in their race to seek the Republican nomination for governor. Greg Hughes, his concession statement reads, Every day of this campaign was an adventure. Moments that were surreal, exciting, and truly inspiring. Having the opportunity to travel the state and meet and learn from such incredible people has left me a better person than when I started. I want to especially thank my new friends, those that supported and volunteered countless hours rallying to our cause. Thank you to my fellow candidates. The competition was stiff, the bar was high, and Utahns deserved a hard-fought race for their support. We delivered. Now he quotes Scripture, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. That is uh, 2 Timothy 4 7. He signs it simply Greg. So that. The concession statement from former House Speaker Greg Hughes. And now I want to read you, uh, in the last minute I have here, a statement from uh, Thomas Wright, if I have time to get through it all. It reads, uh, thank you, Utah. I'd like to congratulate Greg Hughes, John Huntsman Jr., and Spencer Cox. Now, that's the order. This is Lee speaking again. That's the order in which uh, Thomas Wright placed those names. I wonder if there's anything to read into that. I don't know. I'd like to congratulate Greg Hughes, John Huntsman Jr., and Spencer Cox. They all ran great campaigns with worthy ideas for Utah. I'm happy to call them friends. No matter who wins this race, the future of Utah will be in good hands. I admire that attitude. You hear that? that this is Lee again. Sorry, <laughs> taking a break from the statement. That attitude of uh, acknowledging the strength of your competitor uh, and going even a step further, saying that the future of Utah will be in good hands, that's admirable. That's a demonstration of grace. Thomas Wright's statement continues. Over the last six months, we have traveled the state and met with Utahns. As a result, I have never loved the great people of Utah more than I do now. I want to thank Congressman Rob Bishop for running this race with me. He is someone I admire, and sharing this ticket with him has been an honor. I also want to thank the thousands of people who voted for our ticket. It means the world to me that they put their confidence in us. Uh, Listen, Lee again, (laughs) taking a break from the statement. I need to take a commercial break. I'm going to go, and when I come back after the break, I will share with you the remainder of Thomas Wright's statement, and then I want to talk to you about the great police work which has taken place in Provo and in Salt Lake, an effort in concert. Two police departments working together to... Bring about the arrest of that suspected shooter in Monday's protest in Provo. I'm going to share with you those details after I get through these concession speeches. That is next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.